Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Well, hello. Good to see you. We're going to finish the book of Jonah tonight. We're in Jonah chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 11. Now, let me just kind of review very quickly so that we all have a basis. Maybe you weren't here at the beginning or you missed one or something. Jonah is a prophet. Now, uh, in the Old Testament, that's how God spoke to the children of Israel. He gave them the law that Moses brought to them, but he gave them directions through the prophets. Today, we're told that God speaks through his word, through his spirit. He also speaks through people, but principally, that's how he speaks. So, Jonah's this prophet. He is sent to go to a city called Nineveh, which is a Gentile city. And as far as we know, this is the only recorded case in Scripture where a prophet is sent to the Gentiles. Now, you would think that if God sends you to do something, tells you what to do, and is successful in what you do and say, and it changes, you would think you would be ecstatic, wouldn't you? Well, not the case here. So Jonah runs away, swallowed by a great fish. The fish spits him out on dry land. Jonah goes through the city, delivers the message. So that's where we're going to pick it up. First of all, Jonah complained about God's ways. Jonah complained about God's ways. Again, you got a text number in your notes there. If you want to text in a question, we can do that. So here's where he starts. Let's look at verse 1. This change of plans, what's the change of plans? Nineveh repented. God said, I won't destroy you. Greatly upset Jonah. Not just a little tick you off. He's really, really upset. And he became very angry. And so he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? (laughs) God, don't you get it? I told you this was going to happen, and you know I don't like it. And God, I think you're just trying to make my life miserable, and I don't like how you work, and I don't want what you do. And God, I think the plan I have is better than the plan you've got. Now, People listening, I know you have never gotten angry with God. Never. I mean, God always does everything you expect and always does it in the way you think it should be done. But how many of you understand that God doesn't work that way, does He? And God doesn't take advice from us very well, does He? And the problem is, Jonah wanted his way. He's a spoiled kid, and he complains about what God is doing. See, it's easy in the days and time in which we live to look around and complain what God is doing. Not like how he's doing this. Not like how he's doing that. Don't think he should be operating this way. Don't think he should have placed this person in charge. Don't think he's allowing this to happen this way. God, I don't like this. I don't like what's going on. But again, the prophet Isaiah, what's he say? My thoughts are a little bit like yours. Now, nothing like your thoughts. Nothing like your thoughts. 
says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. So what does that verse tell us? Just real quickly. First of all, God doesn't think anywhere like we think. We're on two different wavelengths, and His ways are completely different than ours. I can't even imagine God working like this. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now, that word higher doesn't mean, oh, yeah, it's up in the heaven. No, His ways, our ways are here. His ways are so much better than ours, we can't comprehend it. And you and I, at times, find ourselves like Jonah, complaining about what God is doing, because we don't think He should be doing it this way. And when we don't think He should be doing it this way, we say, well, if I just pray more, it'll change. How's that working for you? Ah, Not well. So, Jonah complained about God's ways. Secondly, Jonah created his own solution to his problems. God, I don't like the way this is, and here's what you need to do. Here, here's what needs to happen. So, here's what, verse 2. God, you know, I don't like what you're doing. That's why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you're a merciful and compassionate God. How dare God be merciful and compassionate? Slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. And God, I want some people destroyed. I don't like these Gentiles. God, I don't want them to repent. And so Jonah says, here's my solution. If God's going to be this way, and this is what he wants to do, I'll just go my own way. I'll run away from him. I'll do whatever I want. I'll just get as far away as I can, and I'll do my thing because I know what God's going to do. I don't like what he's doing. I don't agree with it. I don't think it should work this way. So he says, God, look, I knew this was going to happen. God, listen to me, God. I told you. I warned you. I knew what you're like. You know, I don't like people, and you care for people. How dare you? So you try to go another direction. You run away from the answer, the solution. The writer in Psalms recognized what happens here. He says, you know what? I can never escape from your spirit. Now, let's be honest. All of us at one time or another have probably tried to. I don't like what God's saying to me. I don't like it. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. So no matter what you try and do in life, you're not going to get away from God. 
Now here's a thing you have to understand, not just for you, but in your relationship with other people. Now, there are probably some people in your life that you don't like. Names came to you then, didn't they? You know, people you don't care for. And say, God, how can you? God, how could you? God, look at those people and what they're doing. How dare they? And yet for you and I to understand, the verse I'm going to read, we all love, but God loves people. God loves sinners. God loved Jonah, but God also loved the Ninevites. Now, to a Jewish person, that's unheard of. And that's one of the things Jonah really didn't like. And so, Paul writes, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. No matter what you do, no matter how far you try to run away, no matter how far you disobey God or how big of a sinner you are, there is nothing that will separate you from God's love. God loves you. Neither death nor life, angels, demons, our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. That's good to know. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves us. And sometimes when we have a hard time loving people, we don't want God to love them. We want God to judge them. And we forget that God loves them just as much as he loves me. And in fact, God loves people so much that he's doing everything he can to draw people to himself. The Lord isn't being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed. He wants everyone to repent. God didn't want the people of Nineveh to be destroyed. Now, we talked about in the weeks previous how God has to be honest with himself and who he is. He's a God of justice, a God that is just. They had sinned. They deserved judgment. But that's not what God wanted to do. God never wants to destroy people. God wants people to repent. And so Jonah came to that place where he said, you know what? I, I didn't like what you're doing. I knew you'd do this because you love people. And God, I don't like how you love people. I don't like how long-suffering you are. I don't like how much you care for people. I knew you'd change your mind, and I don't like it one bit. I don't like you being nice to that person I don't like. Jonah stud- stubbornly tried to keep control now, this next verse is just great, and it's, it's just the beginning of something that is just so crazy. Just kill me now. Boy, you're pretty angry when you're doing that, aren't you? Just kill me now. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. 
God, I want my way. Don't make me look bad. And God, if you're not going to do what I want you to do, just kill me. Just kill me. I want to be in control. And rather than depend on God, rather than embrace God's love and mercy and grace, we embrace it for ourselves. But so many times it's hard for us to embrace it for other people. Especially when other people have hurt you, disappointed you. Doesn't seem to be deserving. And Jonah just wants to keep in control. God, look, I can't control. I deliver the message. You change that. So God, let me have control of something. Just kill me. Just, just get me out of here. I'm tired of this. I don't like the way you're doing things. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. God, if that's the way you're going to be, and you're not going to listen to me, and you're going to make me do things I don't like doing, and God will make you do things you don't like doing, right? Then just kill me. I've had enough. If I can't control it, and God, if you're going to be in control and I'm not, what's the use of me being around? We like control, don't we? And Jonah refused to see God's lesson in his circumstances. So God hears this, listens to him, and God gives Jonah a little object lesson. He, he tries to get his attention through his circumstances. Now, please hear me. When you're going through a difficult time, when you're angry about something, when you're upset with God about something, you need to pay attention to what's going on around you because God's trying to get your attention. And he wants to use the circumstances that you're going through to teach you a lesson. And so many times, now this is Jonah, it's probably not you, we miss what God's trying to teach us because we're still so ticked off with somebody or something. We're not in control. We're not getting what we want. And we focus on that rather than, hold it, let me stop back here. With, I wonder what God is trying to teach me, which is always the right response to the circumstances of your life. Because whether your circumstances are good or bad, God still wants to teach you something. Notice what goes on here. So the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? What's the answer to that? No. So Jonah went out to the east side of the city, made a little shelter there, you know, a little place, and just a place to get out of the shade and sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. God, I'm so mad about this. I'm going to stick around and see if you do this or not. He could have left. So God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there. You know, one of those big plants with the big leaves. And soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. And this eased his discomfort. <laughs> this is just so ironic. And Jonah's very grateful for the plant. He's not grateful for the people but he is grateful for the plant. A little misplaced priorities there, huh? But God also arranged for a worm. And the next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. <laughs> 
Jonah, you're ticked off. Let me tell you something. Let me show you something. And the sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. This guy's got a real martyr complex, doesn't he? Death is certainly better than living like this, he explained. <laughs> I'm going to sit around. I'm going to see what happens. I've already said, God, I'd just soon die, but I'll, I'll stick around and see what you do. And so in the circumstances, God's trying to teach Jonah something. Jonah, here, you're upset about this, and you shouldn't be. And then you get upset about this little thing here, which means nothing. And you have more concern about it than you do about people. You have more concern about your comfort than you do about people. And so many times when God's doing something, we don't notice the lesson He's trying to teach us because we're too self-centered. We're looking at us, our discomfort, what this is doing to me, how unfair it is to me. And especially when you're like Jonah, when you're angry, you never see what God's trying to teach you. You're just too busy being ticked off. And when you've already got a plan worked out, and you've already decided how things should happen, you know, this is what that person should do. This is how this should end. This is what needs to take place. This is what God owes to me. This is how I think this should be. This is how this is going to be, and this is what works out. And when you've got all that plan, you completely goes over your head about what God is trying to do. And so it becomes very critical that in the midst of the circumstances of life, you step back, you get rid of the emotion of it as much as you can, and you take a moment and you turn to God and you say, God, I don't understand this, and I don't like this, but God, what do I need to learn? know this, God has something for you to learn. Because, and this might be a shock to some of you, you don't know it all yet. God gives you a little peek into His ways that are so much different than ours. God gives you a little peek into His mercy, which is so much greater than ours. God lets you see a little bit about His love, which is so unrelenting where ours is so fickle. And God says, look, I want to teach you. I want to show you a lesson. And so God does this to Jonah. He shows him. He brings up a plant. He gets it done. He has it ate. He has it go away. He shows Jonah. So Jonah didn't have, what's the problem? Common sense. And you know my line. Common sense isn't so common. I wish it was. So, verse 9. God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? <laughs> yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. What's with this guy wanting to die all the time? You know, Jonah, do you have a right to be here? Yes, I do. 
You ever been confronted with God and told him you've got a right to be this way? You ever been in a place where you've told God that you, you have that? Jonah, Jonah's not being reasonable, is he? Jonah's angry, ticked off, upset, doesn't like it. He doesn't listen to reason. He doesn't understand what's going on. He refuses to see what God wants to do. God's already told him, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to run away. I don't like it. I don't want to be a part of it. God, because I know that if I do this, you're not going to work it out like I want him to. And see, here's how it works for us. God, I know you told me to forgive that person, but if I forgive them, that means you're going to let them off the hook. And God, I don't want you to let anybody off the hook. I want them to get what they deserve. And so if I forgive them, I, I don't want this to happen. And so, so many people refuse to forgive simply because they're afraid if they do, then that person won't get punished and won't get what they deserve, and I demand that they get punished for what they did to me. I'll take a moment and let you. And you see, that's where Jonah's at. But God's ways aren't like ours. God's love isn't like ours. God's mercy isn't like ours. God always works. And so he just had, didn't have common sense. He wasn't listening to reason. I just want to die. I, I don't like this. I don't want to be a part of this. God, if that's the way you're going to be, then just kill me now. The Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the path of the just, protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. You see, as long as you're upset, as long as you're refusing to listen, as long as you're unwilling to see, God can't help you. And you stay stuck in the problem and in the circumstances of life because you've got your way you think it should be done. You've got your emotions and your feelings that you're holding on to. And rather than letting back and God, okay, this is uncomfortable for me. God, you know, this isn't what I like. This isn't what I wanted. God, I've asked you to have your will, but you and I need to talk about what your will is because I don't think you've got this straight yet. And then we struggle. Proverbs 3, my child, don't lose sight of common sense, discernment. Hang on to them. They will refresh your soul. They are like jewels in a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. And so Jonah became blind to what was going on. But the pr real problem was Jonah was blind to himself. He didn't see that he was a problem. He thought he was right. He thought God was wrong. He believed he had cause. Well, I've got a reason. And then you try to talk to somebody like that and they go, Here, here's the line. Well, you don't understand. Because you're holding on to something. You don't want to hear anything else. And you fail to look at things through different eyes, spiritual eyes, common sense eyes. Hold it. I don't need to be acting like this. I don't need to be doing this. 
And yet that's what Jonah did. But last verse in the chapter gives us the real problem. Jonah didn't care about people. Jonah didn't care. God, I want you to kill them. God, I don't like them. I want you to eliminate them. I want you to get them out of my life. God, I want to be able to give a message and what I say goes. Verse 10, the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there and it came quickly and died quickly. You feel sorry for that. You love that plant. You wanted that plant. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Jonah, you care more about a plant than you do about people. You care more about your money than you do about people. You care more about your work and your circumstances more than you care about people. People matter to God, right? Now, if they matter to God, they should matter to us. People are more important than things. God cares about people. He never gives up on them. He will do whatever he can to get them back to come to a place of repentance. He loves them. He cares for them. He wants to do everything he can to win them. And sometimes God wants to use you or I as a mouthpiece to be able to say something to a person. And if you don't care, you'll start saying, well, I don't know what to say. Well, I don't think they care. I don't. You'll start making excuses just like Jonah. And so you and I are called to care about people in the midst of life, in the midst of the unfairness of stuff. When things don't go your way, God is still trying to show you and teach you a lesson. People matter. So do you care? Or are you more like Jonah? As long as I get what I want, as long as things go my way, then I'm good. Rather than God, I marvel at how much you love and forgive people. Help me not to be critical of them, even the ones that aren't serving you. Help me to have compassion. Help me to have your mercy. Help me to care. There are too many people who don't care. And what the world needs, what Christianity needs, is people who care about people. That's why we do missions. That's why we be around people. We care. Well, if that's the way they're going to be, I don't want anything to do with them. No, we care. And so as you see Jonah, do you see a little bit of yourself? And if you do, are you just going to sit there and go, well, God, just kill me. I don't care. I don't want to do this. Or are you going to do what God would want you to do so that he can use you to help others? Let's pray. Lord, your ways certainly aren't ours.
your thoughts. God, they're so great. We can't comprehend them. But one thing we know, you love people. You care about all people. And Lord, that's your heart. So we ask you tonight, would you make that our heart as well? It's so easy for us to get caught up with us. And we forget about others. Help us to not be like Jonah. Help us to have the heart of God. To care about people, I pray. And as we go from this place, help us to go live a life that demonstrates the love and care of God to others, we pray. In thy name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.